from our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans. Welcome to a special edition of Louisiana Eats Quick Bites, served up by Rouse's Markets. I'm Poppy Tooker. Alfonso Bolden and his brother Troy grew up on an actual working plantation in the 1970s, located near the Chifuncta River in Iberia Parish. Their voyage from that sharecropper beginning to owning and operating a successful seasoning company makes for quite an amazing tale. How did it happen? Here's Alfonso with the story. Well, it, it, it all started, I could, I could recall, uh, had to be around 1976. I, I just remember it because of the, the, the classroom pictures we took. My, my stepfather, he uh, ended up getting a job in uh, Olivia, Louisiana, which is along the Bayou Tesh in New Iberia, Iberia Parish. And as part of uh, working on the, on the sugarcane farm, the farm workers were, uh, were given uh, housing. And we lived on Olive Branch Plantation. And in that plantation, you had, uh, on the plantation you had, along the bayou, you had a, a, about five houses to the back. And in the front, you had the two overseer houses, Mr. Segura, no three, Mr. Segura, Mr. Herbert, and Mr. and Mr. Frog. And right up the street was the big old plantation home. The big uh, house. The, yeah, the big house where the Louis lived. And to the front of the quarters where we lived, was Mama Rose. She was the lady that took care of the house at the big house. And uh, we just were able to run free. I mean, we, no shirts, no shoes, just curly hairs all in the sun, in the bayou swimming, just uh, dreaming, you know? And, and like I tell the story, it was like Mama Rose would bring these magazines from the big house and she would bring like the the older snacks that they didn't want, like the cakes and all that. So we would go over there and do a little odd jobs and get those treats, but we'd also get those magazines and we'd take those magazines to what we called our camp, which was in the woods. And uh, we would just go through the magazine, but it was food that we had never seen, you know, all these dishes, cause we didn't, mama didn't cook like that, you know? And uh, we just would dream and lay along the bayou and uh, have fun, you know? And uh, it was the, uh, Sugar wrapped, I mean, surrounded by sugar cane, uh, and uh, we just we just did it was it was just interesting life. Met and some of those guys we lived on a plantation with, we are still friends today. Alfonso was just a small child, so life on the plantation seemed idyllic to him. But I wondered if his sharecropper stepfather Merlin shared the same view. No, no, and. Uh, it was it was during that time they wouldn't work they wouldn't work the full year they would only work really during what they would call grinding grinding which is really harvesting and i guess three to four months out of the year he didn't work and uh he took it upon himself he was working in the shop he drove the tractors and that type of stuff and he wanted to become a welder you know the guys would come and repair the uh, equipment at the shop and he asked one of his bosses or whatever you want to call him if he could do that and the, the guy discouraged him but to my stepfather's drive in the evening, he enrolled in the Vortex school and he went and learned how to weld. And when they found that out, uh, they started giving him a hard time. Eventually, after it was after like five years, you know, I mean, it was a, a long period, but towards the end of that five, that uh, fifth year, 
they just gave him a hard time because they wouldn't allow him to advance. Once you once you quit the job, you no longer have housing. It's just that we were so blessed that my great grandmother uh, had a house in what we uh, what is known as Glencoe, Louisiana, and we were able to move there. But it, it was hard. I mean, like you say, from the child's point of view, we just was running and having fun. But we could recall the rice man coming down the gravel roads selling a hundred pound sacks of rice. You know that type of stuff. And I talked to my mom about that today. That rice, that big sack of rice was staying in a corner with a cup in it. And she said, you know, go get me two cups. You know, it's just those. And you think, man, we used to buy a hundred pounds of rice. Even after this, after working on, on the uh, plantation, he was able to get on with uh, Martin Salt. When it rain, it pours. And, <laughs> and uh, one of the challenges, my mama was telling me this not long ago. Uh, he, he, he became an equipment operator driving a forklift, but he was afraid because he couldn't read. So every afternoon, he would bring the instructions home and my mama would cover it with him. Mama, mama told me that uh, one of his supervisors told her that Merlin was one of the best operators he ever had. And most of it, and basically because he wanted to learn it so well, that's where all his focus was. And he had no uh, distractions. Wow. Yeah, worked at 25 years. Mm -hmm. What an important, important man. Yes, you know, in such a significant way. I'm I'm so glad to get to know him in this way cuz my goodness, yes. a man who goes from sharecropping to the salt mines. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. It was and and then you could see you could see the difference instead of going by the used car that could barely make it, he bought him a new truck. Oh. <laughs> That's a wonderful so, story. Those type of things just come off and on, you know. I mean, you could, I mean, I could tell you a million stories about him, you know. It, it, it was always good. Uh, we had a good time. General Giant. So the small town that, that you all moved to, um, there were no red lights and really only two streets, huh? Yes. <laughs> Market Land, which is also known as Jacko Land and Georgetown Land. But wow. before my time... They tell me it was a bustling little community. <laughs> they said one time they had five stores, a post office and a doctor's office. I said, I don't, I, I, I didn't get the opportunity to see not, any of that. When you were growing up, were there uh, lots of opportunities for boucheries and boudin oh. and cracklins? And... You couldn't go to the store and get it. Uh, my stepdaddy's, uh, our grandpa, uh, Pop, Pop was from uh, St. Landry Parish, and uh, he ended up moving to Glencoe, that area. Basically, you had sugarcane farms and you had sugarcane mills. He went down there for work. Pop, he kept, uh, he maintained a herd of uh, pigs, hogs, whatever you want to call them, raised sweet potatoes and all that. And I can recall as a kid, uh, just waiting, you know, just to have the cracklings uh, for mom to uh, make the boona. And I could still smell, uh, that, that that unique smell when you walked into that big old kitchen, she had that silver pan and that that grinder where they grind in the meat to make the boudin, the uh, green onions. It's just that that unique smell. And that was the only time you got it. You couldn't go to the store and buy this. My mama would always want the fry, you know, like when they was doing the cracklings, they would put the pigtail in it. And my grandfather would always, that's for Linda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we saw a lot of that, and it, it was just a great time. You know, it was always cool. Uh, uh, family and friends came together. Uh, you saw them uh, 
you know, cutting, uh, butchering the uh, maybe one or two hogs and uh, sharing the the meats for coming out helping. They they getting like they would call it they they packages. Oh yeah, it was a it was a real good experience. What was the inspiration for Cajun Nation seasoning? How how did yeah, how did that come about? Yeah, how this happened in 2011, UL the raging cages became real hot. They they were winning everything. First time they'd done that in a long time since Jake DeLong. And I'm sitting here one sun one Saturday. My wife walks in. She knew we like you know these trademarks and we had these clothing lines, Southern Bow, Friday, all this good stuff. She said she walked in. She was like, "What you think about Cajun Nation?" So it, it kind of stuck. That's when I called Troy. I said, what you think? Troy, he usually doesn't say too much. He, he's kind of like, okay. Next thing you know, he said, man, we trademarking that. We don't know if we're going to do it yet. And what ended up happening, we trademarked it and we we're going to do some t-shirts. But at the same time, we formed two communities on Facebook where we just explained the Cajun culture, just from what we saw. I'm Creole, you know, but I, I grew up in a Cajun community. So I know what it is. And in a short time, we amassed between both pages almost 30,000 followers that were very active. If I would post a picture of some cracklings, 1,500 likes. It got, it, it became a job. <laughs> and I stopped, we just stopped doing it, we re redirected it. Fast forward, uh, we kept the, the trademark. Fast forward to 2019, 2018, 2019. My wife, she had a, a, an episode with her thyroid, so they had to remove them. And then she comes, she started working out again, and she was like, my doctor's saying, I need something low sodium. And, and she knows me. She said, so why don't you make a low sodium seasoning? You know, again, I called Troy. So we talking. I said, look, I'm going to do some research. So I started ordering seasonings from all over online, you know, like the raw seasonings, putting them together, mixing them up. We got the competitor seasoning looking, everybody. Okay. Contacted the blender. We came up with this blend. They blended it and was like, we just merged the two. Cajun Nation seasoning. And what happened on my personal Facebook page, I got like five, almost 5,000 followers. And I posted on there. Where we went in the area where we from, St. Mary Parish, it just went ballistic. Everybody wanted Cajun Nation. And to this day, in those stores in Franklin and Baldwin, it just flies off the shelf. I mean, it's fine. I need five cases. I need 10 cases. And the whole premise, the whole strength behind it, that it was low sodium, no MSG, and it still tastes good. And, you know, uh, the attention to hypertension and high blood pressure, because I got high hypertension. Troy has it. My wife has it. My daddy had it. My mama. And we're not no big, big people. It's just hereditary. My doctor told me, she said, you got the curse. <laughs> and, but that was one of the driving forces. Deborah, she came up, she brought the uh, Cajun Nation to us in 2011, 2019. You know, she brought it, you know, once you, once you make a season, Troy and I were like, okay, let's put this together. And we thought about it a little more. And that's when we said, hey, we're going to address hypertension, but we still want it to taste good. Alfonso, you said something earlier that, you know, you grew up in Cajun country, but you're Creole. For uh, people who may not understand that differentiation, would you explain it? Well, Cajuns, uh, and I want to get it right, their ancestry goes back to Nova Scotia. They were exiled out of Nova Scotia and forced down into 
Southern Louisiana and other areas. My, uh, my Creole, my grandmother, where it started at, she was from Swords, Lautel, uh, Mallet, which is in St. Landry Parish. And she was of a descent of uh, Europeans. And, and I heard this the other day, my, my great aunt did, a, what you call those tests, those DNA tests? Uh -huh. on, on, uh, she had no African-American in her. <laughs> I said, this can't be right. <laughs> it is like, that's how pure, pure she is. But my father uh, side descends from uh, a Haitian slaves in, in the St. Mary parish. And you take all that together and you get, you get, you get me. <laughs> well, I'm so we're not, we're not from the Spanish, uh, Creole. We from the, uh, that European slash French Creole mix. Well, I sure am glad to have you on with me today because this is just absolutely a delight. What, what is the differentiation in the sodium content between your product and the other popular brands? Their sodium content can be as high as 400 milligrams. We're at 140. Wow. And I got a friend, and uh, I got a friend that lives in Houston. He said, man, I love you. I love your seasoning. You just don't have enough salt. I said, that's the whole principle behind it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of... <laughs> And it is a term our grandmother used to use. Cajun Coast, your gra it, that came from your grandmother? I'm going back just the, the overall thing. Yeah. When it comes to salt, just a taste of salt. She would always say that. It just, I just want to put a taste of salt. Just a taste. And we have we also have the other one now. If you didn't get into it yet, we got Cajun Heat. Oh, and tell me about that one. Cajun Heat, uh, that, that, that covers your sauces. Right now we got a, a Louisiana hot sauce. We got a garlic pepper sauce, we got a red cha-chow, and we got a green cha-chow. It is all packaged here locally. We haven't put, we only got it in, in, in this area and we got it online, but the hot sauce, it's, it's authentic. Louisiana peppers, everything. And it's packaged here in Southern Louisiana. Well, I just love the way that bright red can looks and I, I can see how this would jump out off of a grocery store shelf and jump into your basket pretty easily. So, and you know, when Troy, Troy designed that, Troy, and, 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 and Troy's a psychiatric nurse. So he, he, he knows what's going on with the brain. Troy has been doing that for over 25 years. And he said, Hey, the red is going to jump out. We want something, a, a logo that's simple and that's going to stand out. So, when you see the red, when you see that red, that, that Cajun Nation that's setting on, it just stands out. And if you notice, all our labeling looks the same. We only change a color in it. That's it. Like on Cajun Coast, Coast is blue. Cajun Heat is orange. We want some consistency. And that was one of the things. And believe it or not, that can is referred to as the red can. Go get the red can. <laughs> What an honor. That is just fantastic. We just got some good, some great news uh, a couple of days ago. A few months ago, I reached out. I was trying to find like Cajun uh, restaurants around the country. And I was watching uh, Triple D's, uh, that is diners, dives, and drive-ins. And I saw a restaurant in Los Angeles called uh, A Little Jewel of New Orleans. 
So I reached out to them and said, hey, we'll send you a sample. They said, okay. But I know a lot was going on with COVID. They were shutting down, opening. Well, anyway, they finally made an order, big order, last week. And we got a, a half ounce sample pack that you can, a travel pack, you know, that you could bring with you. Well, anyway, they ordered those. And now what are they doing with their takeouts? In every takeout, they put a Cajun Nation packet in each takeout. And they've been on Triple D's two times. Well, they're coming up to the third. They're going to be on the takeout edition. And they say they're going to feature our Cajun Nation. Congratulations. Oh. I am just so happy to hear all of this great news. And there's one last thing I really want to commend you on. You've got some really great mottos. You uh, tell me about your tagline about rice. It surely it was born in that hundred pound sack. Yeah, that uh, you bring the rice. We got the spice. Oh, uh, well, Troy, we were we were working with Channel Ten. We were working on a commercial, and it just stands out. It stands out, and 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 it's all about a tagline, you know, and uh. You know, from going get the red can, like when the commercial first comes on, you know, go get the red can. You bring the rice, we got the spice, you know, it, it just flows. And yesterday I sent that commercial to Chris with uh, Rouse's. After that, hey, Alfonso, can y'all can y'all call me on Tuesday so we can discuss business? So it, it's those taglines, what we wanted to do. And again, uh, I commend Troy on that. Uh, you want things that's going to stick, that's going to stick, you know. So, Alfonso, for people who are listening and can't find the products, they're all available online. Where should they go? Uh, you can go to www.cajun-nation.com. Cajun-nation.com. Well, it came right up in my computer, and I, I can't wait to taste some more of your yummy stuff. So, thanks, Alfonso. Thank you all, and uh, thanks for the opportunity. That was Alfonso Bolden co-owner of Cajun Nation Seasoning. If right about now you're dying to give that Cajun Nation Seasoning a try, you can find their product online at Cajun-Nation.com and on Rouse's grocery store shelves everywhere. Rouse's Markets, just like this quick bite, sounds like home. Catch up on previous editions of Louisiana Eats on poppytooker.com, where we have over 10 years of Louisiana Eats editions and Quick Bite podcasts available with recipes and cooking class videos, too. If you like our show, please rate it on your preferred podcast platform. This Louisiana Eats Quick Bite was produced by Reggie Morris and brought to you by Rouse's Markets. Rouse's Markets sounds like home.